Hey guys, real quick before we get started, we are doing a free giveaway for listeners between now and May 31st. Cash prizes, free swag, Yacht Meetup tickets, San Diego Padre tickets, and more. All you got to do to qualify is go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and drop a five-star review. Send a screenshot to giveaway at summerscapital.com and we'll be selecting lucky winners May 31st. As always, I appreciate the support. Now let's jump into the show. I think people's BS meter is completely changed. You know, they're, they're used to sales calls. They're used to saying no to salespeople. And you got to be straightforward with, with customers now. Welcome to the Rich Summers Report, where we talk real estate, business, and wealth building, all while keeping it real. No fluff, no BS. I hope that you enjoy the show. All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Report Saturday edition. And I got my co-hosts today. Mr. Adam Nelson and Bron Thusim. Adam, Bron, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pumped to be here. Yeah, super excited. Um, today's topic is going to be how to make $250,000 a year in door-to-door sales. I know you guys are coming off a $100 million uh, a year last year in door-to-door sales. This year, you're going to be pump out, pumping out $120 million, which is super impressive. Um, and you guys started off doing the door-to-door stuff, and uh, you guys are the experts in it. So that said, what is step one for someone out there, maybe listening to the podcast right now, and they want to get into door-to-door sales? What should they do? If you want to get into door-to-door sales with us, um, this is how Bron and I got started, is we, we needed an avenue of income. You know, I was working in a call center, making, you know, seven bucks an hour. It just wasn't going to cut it. College athlete, had goals and aspirations. And, and when that cut out, I needed a different vehicle. I needed a different avenue where I could work on myself, work on goals and go make, go make money. And I found the door to door sales. So love that. We, we don't require college degrees. We don't need anything, you know, any uh, sales experience. You come out and we train guys how to get on the doors. Our average college intern or first, first year person that's never done anything before we'll go out and make $34,000 in a summer Okay, doing door-to-door sales. And we're, we're doing tech sales. So we're, we're selling smart home uh, doorbell cameras, outdoor cameras, home automation uh, to customers door-to-door. And so the best way to get started is just jumping in baptism by fire. You know, we come in and we teach you how to do a door approach, how to prospect your customers, um, how to give a good sales presentation, how to overcome objections, and then how to close the sale and get paid the next Friday. Okay. I love that. Um, so if, if someone's out there, they want to go, um, do the door to door, do they, does it matter how much like the company, like, cause you know, when I grew up, it was like Cutco knives. Um, I know there's a bunch of other door to door products out there. Uh, people in the real estate space, they call it, uh, they, they go door knocking to find real estate yeah. listings, but does it matter so much the product that you're selling or does it really just matter who you are and your, your skills? I think, uh, th- I mean, there's a little bit to both of it. I think what does matter is who's going to train you Okay. Um, who, who is going to teach you how to be great at the job? Um, if you're not afraid to go and put yourself in front of people, then you just need someone to teach you how to be really good, teach mm-hmm. you how to negotiate, teach you how to overcome objections, teach you how to close, teach you how to do these things. If you can find someone that can do that, then that is going to be, that's going to be huge. We, I, I think there's three things you look at when you're for anyone who's going to go look at it and doing door to door, whether it's pest control, alarm systems, solar, cut co, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Right. Then uh, look at number one, what, what is the company, what company you're working for? Do they have a good track record? Like, what does that track record look like? Will they be able to pay you your check? Mm. Right. Cause there's a lot of, lot of startup businesses door to door. Number two, who is that leader going to be that is going to teach you how to sell? Like that I just, that we just mentioned. And how, third, do you, how do you identify that leader? Uh, you interview. Like when you, you say, you ask specific questions, you say, who is going to teach me how to sell? Ask it. Who, who, okay. who am I going to learn from? 
Who's going to teach me? Okay. How many did he do the previous year? How many mm. has he done this year, the, the past three years? I want to know who is going to teach me how to be great because I'm not just going to sit in here and put all this time and effort into something and not have a good trainer. Love and, that. and his track record. It's, it's really easy to determine somebody's track record. Like in this industry, you, you can say, what's your, how long have you been with this company for? They've been with this company six, seven years. They have a solid track record. Yeah. Like they're, they're not emotional. They're not bouncing company to company, looking for deals yeah. and looking for higher pay or a, an instant promotion. They're, they're growing organically and yeah. they're having success where they're at. If they've changed four companies in four years, it's probably not the right leader for you. Love yeah. that. So you find the right leader, then what? The, and the last thing is you, uh, who are you going to be surrounded with while you're doing the job? Most of the time when you, when you're doing door to door, you work with pretty close or pretty, uh, select maybe 10, 15, 20 people really closely while you're doing this for us. Anyways, our model has been proven the way we do it, but we, for the summer, we leave for the summer and we take, you know, 10 or 20, 30, 40 people out on one sales team. Mm -hmm. Well, if I don't vibe with that culture, it doesn't matter if I'm, it doesn't matter if, uh, you know, if the company's good or the leader's good, if I hate going to work every single day because the culture's terrible, you're going to be gone soon anyway. So yeah, company leader or the trainer who's going to teach you. And then what is the culture going to be like? And the only way to find out is you got to immerse yourself in and find out who is it that I'll be spending my time mm -hmm. with. So yeah, those are those three I, things. Are I love that. And you know, I think there's a lot of other like, uh, benefits of getting into sales at an, an early age, um, that, we're not even talking about that. Most people don't even yeah, identify. Yeah. Like I, I got into sales when I was 18, um, selling cell phones at the mall. I was the guy at the kiosk, like hustling people for cell phones before everyone had cell phones. And then after that, I went to sell cars, but I got used to rejection. I got used to being told no, I got comfortable saying hi to strangers. Like that was uncomfortable for me at first. Right. It's not comfortable for most people to just go and start talking to strangers. Um, but also no one likes to be told no. Right. And so you get used to rejection, but then it's those small wins every now and then because um, every no gets you closer to a yes, right? Um, and then you get the, the juice out of it. You get that little like motivation, little bump, you know? And um, so I don't know. I just got used to that. And then a lot of that stuff has translated over to what I'm doing today, whether it's raising capital. But now I'm not shy to go up and say hi to strangers. Like I just say hi to everyone in the street now. I'm like, <laughs> it's just like yeah. second nature. Hey, what's up, dude? How you doing today? Blah, blah, blah. And like I could be a complete stranger. Uh, and that all came from the kiosk, right? Yeah. Before that, I, I never that. did that kind of yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, I want to walk through the step-by-step -step process. So you're gonna if you're door knocking, all right, and you're doing door-to-door -door sales, um, you ring the doorbell and the person answers, what, what's the first thing you should do? This will blow people away is just, just understanding the psychology behind this, right? So like you said, this, this is paid off. Learning sales is a four-year degree in psychology. It's also a four-year degree in communications, mm -hmm. literally in one, one year. Dating, everything. Everything, yeah. <laughs> yes. It will help you in all aspects of your life if you can learn sales and communication and the psychology behind what people are thinking as you approach them, right? And and uh, so going to a real, real scenario, it, the guys that do really good at this, they're just, they've learned how to get good at all different steps of the sale, right? So the first step is prospecting. You're walking up to a house, you got to see who your customer is. And it's crazy how telling your front yard and your front door is about what kind of customer you are and what kind of consumer behaviors you have. Give me an example. Pristine yard, right? Nice, nice cut yard, good landscaping. You have good credit. 
right? Mm. That's just one thing that we look for. If you have weeds in the grass and don't take care of your yard, I don't know if you're even going to qualify. It's, it's, That's so you're, good. You're throwing mud at the wall. That's at that so point. good. If you can't take care of your landscaping, you're not taking care of your finances. Yeah. So That's we, so good. You got to have good credit, right? And then number two is you get the guys that have the backed in Camaros. You got the guys backing in their their uh, you know Mustangs, whatever it is. They're the car guys. They're the truck guys. Big lifted tires. It's expendable income. And they also care a lot about those types of things, right? They, they put 20 inch wheels on their truck. They put nice yes. money, extra money into their cars. They like the luxuries. They yeah. like the luxury goods. Those are my customers. I can drive down a street and literally see a backed up truck and then a minivan next to it. That's my customer. Family guy, lift the truck. <laughs> like he's going to buy. He likes the luxuries. Yeah. He's got expendable income. He's got a nice yard. He's, he's going to be a buyer, right? And that. so you can, you can start prospecting and identifying sales before you even knock on the customer. And your, your front yard is very telling of who you are and, and what, what kind of customer you're going to So be. will you actually skip, like just out of respect to your own time, will you skip the properties that are like chain link fences with junk everywhere? We, we train not to. It's yeah. hard to judge a book by a cover. And you'd be surprised how many houses are just like horrible and you knock on the yeah. door just out of. Bron, Bron's giving me the say no. He's like, I, I do. <laughs> I do. I, 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 I probably I, would too. I will skip homes the craziest, <laughs> and go to homes that I think are good craziest sales <laughs> I've ever ha- had are houses where I was going to skip and I decided to knock it anyways. And yeah. it's a hoarder house and crazy, but excellent <laughs> credit, great customer, and you get the sale. What, what's the craziest thing that uh, any, any homeowner has ever said to you guys? Oh, I, I don't mean, know if I can I'm sure you guys that. have seen it all, right? I don't know if we, I can share that one here. Yeah, you'll, you'll see everything in door-to-door sales because yeah. you got to understand you have no idea what their lifestyle is. You have no idea what the inside of their home is, you know, anything like that. It's very eye opening of mm. what America's like, but there's been, there's been, there's only been a couple of situations where I've been into a home and felt uncomfortable, you know, with, with yeah. certain situations that are going on in the home. I don't know if you want a specific Yeah, story. Well, let, let, let's hear a story. What, what's the craziest the, story? There's, there's been one, one of the weirder ones that I ever had. I walked in and you're, you're meeting somebody at the door, right? You, you, we train you to do a transition. So you break prey occupation, you know, that, you know, they're busy. They're doing something else. Hey, I'm going to be real brief. I'm just going to give you a quote on what we're doing. See if it's a good fit. Right. So they're interested in a quote. We transition into the home. We don't do this on the doorstep. We transition in. So, uh, do you have a table where I can sit down and, and kind of write this out for you? We have an iPad. So I go you're for the progressing tra- the date. We're progressing. The, yeah. We're progressing the date. So <laughs> exactly. We go to, we go to step two, transition into the home. The guy lets me ride into his house. And as we're uh, doing a walkthrough through his house and showing him, Hey, we can put a keypad here. We can put a camera here. We're, we're kind of doing a walkthrough with him and showing him what we can do for his home. He talks to me about fire hydrants. He's like, I want fire protection in my home. I'm like, okay, that's not, that's not one thing most people bring up yeah. right away. It's usually cameras and smart home. He's like, oh, how about fire protection? I was like, well, it depends on the smoke detectors you have in your house. Let's take a look. So I turn the look down in, as I'm walking through, I say hi to some other people in the room. I said, how you doing? How you doing? And when I get to the smoke detector, I turn around and I realize that the people that were in the room weren't people. They were mannequins. Whoa. And the guy had human mannequins throughout his whole house, like sitting at the table, sitting at the couch. I wasn't like trying to see and feel like I wasn't looking around his house. I didn't want to creep him out, like mm-hmm. looking all over the house and that kind of stuff. I see mannequins sitting all over the house. And as I realized this, it's, it, I start thinking about it as I'm having, trying to have a conversation with the guy. I'm like, this is really weird. <laughs> then I'm looking at the art on his wall and his art's very weird too. Very graphic art and that kind of stuff. What and was, was like, the art? 
like pornographic art wow. and that kind of stuff. And I was like, there's and the mannequins are naked. The na- mannequins don't have clothes on and I, and I'm just like, this is, Bro. I need to get out of this house. Right. Yeah. Like you're like, I don't want the sale. Anymore. <laughs> I don't want this sale. He's extremely interested. And, and I'm, I'm honestly like, here's my card. Give yeah. me a call. Maybe he's into you too. <laughs> Who knows? But you, you'll run into situations like that where you're just like, yeah, the, there's something not vibing right in this house. Like, something, Man. Something so what, what did on. you say to get out of that one? Uh, so obviously he's interested in the sale and I, that's kind of my card. And I was like, Hey, if you want this, it's going to run you like 80 bucks a month. Here's my card. Give me a call. Nice. You know, and just kind of cut the sale short. Dude, I wonder what the fire thing was all about, though. That's that's interesting. It, it was strange. Yeah. It, he's probably trying to protect his mannequins or his art or something like that. Like, yeah. who knows if they're valuable or whatever the situation was. Sentimental. It could have been sentimental. <laughs> but you, you can just sense when something's not right in a house or, you know, something's mm-hmm. going on. And I haven't been. I've done this for 10 years, been in probably tens of thousands of houses. And I've only felt that a couple of times where I'm like, OK, there's something, something not right in yep. this house. That's, that's crazy. So anyway, so you knock on the door. What's the first thing you typically want to say? Cause I know when I'm, when I'm, when I'm calling people, um, and they don't know who I am, I'm, I just tell them right away, Hey, this, this yeah. is who I am. And this is what I'm looking for. Do you have a second? And when people call me and they don't give me those, those three things right away, I'm like wasting my time. Yep. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It annoys me. If you love real estate investing, passive income, and tax benefits, but don't have the time, my company, Summers Capital, is buying boutique hotels right now. We source the deals, we renovate the properties, and we even handle all the day-to-day management, making it truly hands-off for our investors. If you want to learn more to see if we can help you, visit summerscapital.com slash invest to book a call with our team. Again, that's summerscapital.com slash invest. Now back to the show. I feel like the game's changed a little bit. Back in the day, if you pick up a Brian Tracy Zig Ziglar book, it's going to be very sales gimmicky. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, how are you doing today, sir? I'm Zig Ziglar. We're doing the encyclopedia sale that he's mm-hmm. going to train, right? Mm-hmm. I think people's BS meter has completely changed. You know, they're, they're used to sales calls. They're used to saying no to salespeople. And you got to be straightforward with, with customers now. So, uh, you know, it's changed in 17 years of doing it. But now our approach is very direct. Like, hey, we know, I know you're a busy man. I'm not here to waste your time. Like, sorry, sorry to bug you, you know? Letting them know that we're respectful. We're not, we're not there to just speak over them or speak through them. Like a lot of people have preconceived notions about what sales guys are going to do. So we try to break that preoccupation and say, I apologize. I know you're a busy man. I'm going to be real brief. I'm actually here to earn your business. Um, I see that you have our competitors signs up or, you know, whatever it is. Mm. I see you don't have cameras yet. So I'm, I'm here to talk to you about what our offering you give a, a quick offering and then uh, we don't try to find a solution right there. We're not dropping price on the door. We're not trying to find a solution right here. We just say it's really simple. It takes one to two minutes. I break you down a quote and see if it's a good fit. We kind of do like a pullback where it's like, you don't have to make a decision right now. We're just here to give you a quote and see if it's a good fit. Yeah. Most people are willing to get a quote. You know, if they're intrigued, they'll say, yeah, we, we can do a quote. If they don't want you on the doorstep and they don't want you there, they're just going to say no. And that does not hurt my feelings. Like it's a numbers game. I'm going to get you know, 20 no's today, 30 no's today, possibly if I knock enough doors, I'm not looking for 30 yeses. I'm looking for one or two yeses a day and, mm-hmm. and I can go make really so good So if you get that. the no, you, ju- you just roll to the next one? Yeah. Yeah. That, I that love that. Sir, have a good day. I love that. Because, you know, what I've learned, and, and this is this is true for, for not just sales, but all aspects of life, uh, dating, relationships, friendship, uh, everything. But you know, the yeses you, you get something from, right? So in sales, you're going to, you're going to get compensated for the yeses, the no's you're going to get time from, right? Cause it gets you close to that next yes. Yeah. But the maybes, those are the ones that you don't get anything from. Yep. And so I try to avoid the ones that can't make a decision. Cause let's be honest, 
most folks um, are not decisive and they struggle to make decisions. Mm -hmm. And um, I try to stick to people that and do business with people that, that can make a quick decision. Yeah. Because let's be honest, a lot, most things that require a decision, you don't need a lot of information to make a decision. It's, it's yes or no and we move on. Yeah. Right? A lot of decisions you got to make in life. Yep. So if you struggle to make a decision days and days and yes. days to make a simple decision, you're not going to go very far in life. Yeah. Like, yeah. We probably make. I probably make a hundred decisions every single day, Yeah, you know, and other people might only take, make one decision a day. You only have a certain amount of energy in a day. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. why, like, why give your energy to the people that are going to be taking it from you by wasting your time? Yeah. Right. You can keep on pushing and pushing and pushing, but now you've just wasted your, some of your energy that you could have been given to an A customer. Yeah. I love that. So, uh, if someone, if the client says, yes, I'm interested in a price quote, then you progress the transaction, you, you actually step inside of the place. Yeah. You sit down at the table. I love that. You're progressing the date. It's crazy <laughs> how it, you're progressing the date and it's crazy how trustworthy people are, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're, if you're a clean cut, you're, you're thought out with your presentation, you're, you're professional with, uh, in mm -hmm. appearance and that kind of stuff. You're polite, you know, those kind of things. And you say, let's take, let's take a seat. Let's write out a quote real quick. And you're assumptive and you move forward, they'll, they'll let you right into their house. Yeah. And it's crazy how people just trust the stranger off the street to come right into their house. Um, immediately when you get into their home, you realize that their thought process is probably changing, right? This is the psychology of selling. Now they're saying, I just let a stranger into my house. How do I know that this guy's legitimate? These kind of things. So I do certain things that, that kind of break preoccupation and build trust. So right away I say, do you want, do you want me to take off my shoes? Right. And mm. they're usually going to say no, but I say, I'm going to take my shoes off anyways. My wife would kill me if, if I didn't take I my that. shoes off. That's right? a good one. So now they know I'm married. Um, they know I'm a husband and I'm also respectful. I'm going to take off my shoes. Mm. You know, no, no bad guy is going to come in and try to rob you with their shoes off. You know, <laughs> I'm respectful. I'm a good guy. I'm taking off my shoes. Um, it's, it's just building that trust throughout the whole process and being likable. It's, mm. it's all about being likable and building trust throughout the sale. And so now as we're doing a walkthrough and just showing them kind of what we can do to the house, you can't do business standing up. We got to sit down. So we, we transition to the best place to sit down, which is usually the kitchen table. Progressing the date again. Progressing the date again. <laughs> right. And so uh, let's go ahead and take a seat right here. And let me just let me just jot this down real quick mm -hmm. for you. And we sit down um, at that point of the sale. The best sales guys, they're not this. They're given quotes. They build in relationships. And you got to be really good at building uh, this relationship of trust within a couple minutes. Right. And so when I sit down. I got to be very observant and see kind of what's going on in this household. Is there pictures of hunting on the wall? Is there pictures of, you know, sports on the wall, sports teams, people listen to uh, people they like, they buy from people they trust. Mm. So I got to establish this trust right away. So good. Um, so we're sitting at the table and right away, I'm going to try to talk about something that's likable and, and I want them to see me as a human being. I don't want them to see me as a salesperson anymore. So mm. I'll see, I'll see the San Diego Chargers flag on the wall and be like, all right, so San Diego Chargers, what do we got this week? Are they going to pull through this week? You know, and then we're going to start talking football and I'm going to talk to them about my team and we're going to relate in sports. You know, we're going to have that common ground or common interest or hunting. I'm going to talk about hunting and show them pictures of me hunting and, my, you know, with my brothers and my dad hunting and we're going to talk hunting stories before we get to business. And we're going to have that relationship built a little bit, you know, on, on something that we, we can find a common ground on. If people know you're human, it goes a long way. Mm. Like a lot of times we do these sales pitches and we we're become so robotic in what we do that that's the reason why people don't want to work with you or deal with you is because it's like, oh, he says this on every single house. He's not even human. It's like a robot. If yeah. you're human, then people can, people can resonate with that. And it's like, mm -hmm. hey, yeah, okay, what do you got? Dude, I love that. And it's so true. 
Um, and that's why I love like, you know, podcasting and social media is because, you know, now you have an opportunity to share who you are. Um, and you also get to learn about other folks and, and what they're doing. Um, and it's a lot more organic. You yeah. Know? Um, I love that. So if someone's, you know, door, uh, doing door to door sales and, and let's say they do 60 grand or 80 grand their first year. What differentiates that person that's doing 80,000 versus $250,000 a year? Experience. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Um, you know, our our best rookie ever, you know, first year, no experience, never done it, does, did 300 accounts, sold, sold 300 homes. Solid. Made made about $250,000 his first summer ever. College kid. In college one summer. Player, in one summer. Crushed it. And so and what did pop. he have that the other people didn't have? That's what's interesting is he had confidence and swagger about him. But we talk about this likability and trust, right? Is he could literally sit down and make anybody like him instantly. Mm. And the sell, the product sells itself. It's a product people want. People are going to say yes if if you're likable and trustworthy. And, and he was very, he was able to connect with everybody on that relationship standpoint instantly and just be friendly with them. And he's casual, hat backwards kind of guy, like just, you know, just, just really comfortable to talk to. And then when it comes down to the end of the sale, it always comes down to closing. Like everybody can give a price quote, comes down, can you close and can you overcome an objection? And the, the number one objection that we see is, is obviously is people, um, is people saying, can I think about it? Right. Yep. And everybody wants to think about the deal. And so most you got, common objection. Yeah. Most common. Objection. How do you overcome that one? You got to relate with it. Right. And understand why they're saying it. Most people are, are saying, you know, can I think about it? Cause they don't have all the information. They also don't know if they fully trust you yet. Right. Like mm-hmm. they're not going to give you their credit card right now. Cause they, I don't know if I fully trust you. So I understand this as soon as they say it. And I'm expecting the objection. So as soon as they say it, I'm going to say, yes, of course you can, you can think about it. Like, that's not a big deal. How long do you think you need to see, think about it for? And they'll say maybe two or three days. Right. And that'll let me know kind of where they're at. And I always respond with, great. I can, I can give you two to three days. I'm going to remove buying pressure. I don't want to be a high pressure salesman. I can give you two to three days. We're, we're looking at Saturday. You know, I can come, I can follow up with you on Saturday and they'll say, yeah, Saturday is great. I say, great. Between now and Saturday, I know I'm not going to get the sell. Unless something, you know, unless I know that you're a 10 out of 10, there's, there's never a sell unless you're 10 out of 10, you know, excited about this. Um, just for my knowledge you know, I've been very transparent and straightforward with you. How close are we? Are we like an eight out of 10 or a seven out of 10? Like Mm -hmm. how close are we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I'm like an eight out of 10. The customer will start opening up and I'm just going to keep asking questions to understand where this customer's, why they're only an eight out of 10. I'll be like, okay, I thought you were like a nine out of 10. What's holding you back? What do you think? Is keeping you back from being a 10 out of 10. Now I'm getting the real objection to surface and they're going to talk to me about it. They're going to say, Hey, you know what? I need to call my competitor company and see what their offering is. Or I need to look into your company or I need to talk to my wife about it. Like the real objection is going to, you know, come, come up and now I can actually overcome the real objection. I love that. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Isolating the objection. Uh, yeah. I was, just, I, was, I was also another, another way, um, answer to your question is how does, what differentiates someone from, 30,000 to 250,000. Mm-hmm. We, we make money three ways, your personal sales and that you can only, you only have enough time in the day to do a certain amount of personal sales. Right. Right. The second way we, we make money is through overriding sales of people that you have recruited and built a sales team with. So a leader, a, a manager. And the third way is residual. So if you have a residual, uh, if, if you go and your team does a certain amount, right, then you're going to get a residual on that group. So you can only make so much, so much money with, yeah. you, with your personal sales. But if you have two other avenues of income or streams of income within one, within, uh, I guess, in just this one company, 
and that's how you get to 250,000 without having to sell, like Adam mentioned, this guy, his first year, right? You can sell good, don't have to be the, knock it out of the park, but if you can focus on leadership and recruiting, then, then you Got go it. and get 250,000. Yes. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, how do you overcome the objection of price? Price is relative. It, it's relative to value, right? And so a lot of times people want to hear that the price is low because that's what they think they want. Um, and I always, it's, it's different. There's two different approaches to it, but I always like to come in low and, and build up from there and build value through what the customer really wants. You don't ever want to sell a customer what you think they want. You under, you have to understand what they actually really do want. And you do that by asking questions. So, um, you know, at the beginning of every sale, people always want to know what the price is. And you just got to put that answer off until there's value created. Like you can't give it when there's no value created yet. So my, my, my way of overcoming it is just, it depends on how crazy we get with the system. If we're doing one camera or four cameras, it's all relative to, to how, how much you choose to add to your package. Let's sit down real quick and let's just design it. Now I can get to know them a little bit better. I can ask them questions, ask them why they want three cameras, four cameras, and, and have them start selling themselves on why they want this. And now price will, will match what their needs are and, and the value that's been added. I love it. Awesome. Well, hey, I think that concludes this edition of the Saturday episode, uh, how to make a quarter million dollars in door-to-door sales. How can listeners get in touch with you if they want to learn more? Hey, you can find us on Top 1% Official on Instagram. Send us a DM. We'll always answer. And we're on TikTok, uh, you know, as well as just Top 1%. Top 1%. Get up on that TikTok. Let's yes, go. They're Adam and Braun. I'm Rich Summers. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next one. Peace. Peace.